Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Think Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that's coming your way, hit that subscribe button. It means a ton. Like and comment on all the videos. And if you're listening to this in the podcast, folks, we're just Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, uh, Stitcher, Breaker, the whole nine. Like, comment, subscribe, share. It means a lot. Um, but, yes, yeah, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I think I'm at, like, 3.2K. I need to get to the 5,000 followers. Help me out, guys. Let's get to that number. It's going to mean a lot for me. Um, but first off, guys, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, guys. So support for the Nino's Corner podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 5, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, folks, the 4.0, not the 5.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner at Manscaped.com. Again, 20% off. And free worldwide shipping using the code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. Also, shameless plug for my own clothing line, the Do You clothing line. Uh, don't be afraid to fill out, grow your environment, understand your brilliance. Nino's Corner merch, folks, 10% off using the code NCPEEPS10. Again, Nino's Corner merch, 10% off using the code NCPEEPS10. Right there, guys, in the pain box. Bam. But today, guys, we're going to talk about this offensive line haul that Texas got. All right, we had a hell of an offensive line class this year. So far, six commits in the national signing day in the first window. Still waiting for maybe one or two in the second window here in February. But just to go down, just that list of folks that we got, folks. We got Kelvin Banks Jr. Um, we got Nato uh, Umiazulu. I got it right. Um, we got Cole Hudson, Connor Robinson, Cam Williams. And also, I am missing somebody. How can I miss one of our offensive linemen? Cam Williams, Nato, Kelvin Banks Jr. Um, who am I missing, folks? Help me out here. Nato, I said Nato, Connor Robinson, uh, Malik Agbo. How can I forget? Big boy from Washington State, man. Um, he was the last offensive lineman to commit here in the national signing day one. Um, big boy, too, man. 6'5", 6'6", 320 pounds, man. Uh, big, big kid. And if you watch his film, he plays some running back, too. It's great to see him play running back. He's very athletic. Um, but, yeah, talking about that, guys, patience, man. Patience with the 2022 offensive line class. And why do I say patience with this class? We hauled in a great class here. We're trying to bring in folks to get SEC ready here for the next couple of years. And by the time these, these kids end up playing here um, and get on campus and start doing their thing, um, you kind of want to let these guys sit for a year and then bring them on. Um, but a lot of the fans see that what our offensive line looked like last year um, and what we brought in this year. Uh, just from the recruiting rankings that a lot of fans are going to want to start a lot of these freshmen pump, pump, pump the brakes, folks, pump the brakes. I, hey, you guys know me. I do a lot of data. I do a lot of stats and I went through and I looked at the last decade of high school, um, you know, recruits we had here at Texas. Also, not only the last decade of high school commitments here at Texas, but I went through the last decade of Texas offensive linemen. And I did uh, an, an average of year to year 
just the average age of these players, meaning how many years these guys had in the system. So, for instance, uh, let's look at 2021. No, let's look at 2012. Okay, so 2012, uh, the left tackle at that time, he was on campus for two years at that time. The left guard, four years. The center, three years. The right guard, three years. The right tackle had been on campus for three years. Uh, the average um, you know, football life of these guys, these guys had an average age of three years. So basically they were a junior uh, here on campus combined. Um, and the Texas record was nine and four that year. Okay. Uh, so just think about that for a minute. They were nine and four. The offensive rankings, uh, 40, uh, you know, for total offensive rank, uh, points per game, 35.7 points. Um, and the points per game rank was 23rd. Uh, so there you go. Right. Passing 263.2 yards per game. That was with a pretty experienced offensive line. So basically the average um, age of a starter was a junior for that 2012 season. So let's go to the, to the 2013 season. All right. Uh, the average Offensive line age, there was four. So basically the average age of that offensive line was a senior for that whole entire offensive line. The youngest player was a tackle. He was a it was a left tackle. He had three years of experience. So he was coming in there as a junior. Um, the left guard had five years or so probably a red shirt senior, basically. Um, and then the the center, right guard, and right tackle all had played four years. And then playing four years, folks. Uh, gave us an average of four years total for the, for those five starters, and our record that year was eight and five. So not world breaking, but not bad. Points per game was twenty nine point three points per game, folks. All right. Now twenty fourteen. Let's take a look at the twenty fourteen class. Okay. So the left tackle is was a guy who had been on campus for two years. Okay. So, this, so 2014 was, if I'm not mistaken, Charlie Strong's first year here on campus. He coached 2014, he coached 2015, he coached 2016, three years. And then Herman was 17, 18, 19, and 20. So, okay, so 2014, his first year here on campus, Charlie Strong had an average offensive line age of 1.8 years. So the average of that line was less than a sophomore, okay? Think about that for a minute. Your, your left tackle, your left guard, your center, and your right guard, all had two years of experience, meaning they were all sophomores or redshirt freshmen. And then your right tackle was a true freshman. Okay. That record that year, six and seven, six and seven points per game, 21.4 points, passing yards per game, 199.9 yards passing, uh, which ranked 91st in the country that year. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next year. 2015, Charlie Strong, second year. We started a true freshman at left tackle, a true freshman at guard, a, a third-year guy at center. I think that was Dominique Espinoza. We know who that true freshman left tackle was. That was Connor Williams. That true freshman left guard was Patrick Baje. Like I said, Dominique Espinoza was the center. I forgot who the, who the right guard and the right tackle were, but they both had three years of experience. The average age of that offensive line, folks, was 2.2 years, so just at a sophomore. Our record that year, 5-7. and 5-7. Seven. and seven. Okay, average the 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 total offensive rank for that class uh, for the 2015 year was 92. And let's back it up. 2014, Charlie Strong's first year offensive rank was 113th in the country. So out of 130 teams, 113th, not good at all, not good at all. So 2015, 90 92nd ranked offense in the country. 
Um, the average, like I say, it was 2.2 years. So just a sophomore was your average starting offensive line had an average of only having 2.2 years. Let's go to the 2016 years. It's Charlie Strong's last year, another five and seven year. We had um, two sophomores starting again at left tackle and left guard. That's Connor Williams and Patrick Vahe. Uh, we had a, a, a true freshman starting at center, which is probably the most important position outside of left tackle on the on the offensive line. The guy's going to call out the, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, coverages. That was Zach Shackelford. Um, and then we had a starting right guard that had four years in, and a starting left guard, that, I mean left tackle, I'm sorry, right tackle, they had three years in. The average age was 2.4 years, so still right at a sophomore, and we went five and seven that year. Five and seven, okay? Think about that for a minute, folks. Five and seven. Now, our our, our offense was a lot better. We we had a 15th-ranked offense. That's the year that they brought in Sterling Gilbert. But a lot of that was fool's gold. It looked really good in the beginning because nobody knew how to how to plan for it. They had game tape on it, and they stopped it. They stopped it at the end of the season. That's why we went 5-7. and seven. <laughs> And we had a horrible defense, too, that year. We went 5-7. and seven. Now, you can start two, two freshmen. You can start young teams, and we'll get to this later on here in the podcast. And, and you can start two – uh, true freshman, you know, just on that offensive line and have a pretty decent offense or even a below average offense. But your defense better be damn good. And Texas defense that year was not good. So 2017, Tom Herman's first year. What do you do? He started um, his average age of the offensive line. There was 2.4 years, folks. Guess what that record was? Seven and six. It's not a coincidence why why the average age of uh, you know of an offensive line is under three years and the records are horrible. It's not a coincidence, folks. But let's get into that 2017 season. Starting left tackle that was uh, Connor Williams and Patrick Bahe, uh three and three. All right, three and three. They were both juniors. Um, the center that year it was Shackleford again. Uh, his second year, third year for the right guard and the right tackle had one year in. And uh, that right tackle was Derek Kerstetter. Okay, Derek Kerstetter. 2.4 was the average age of that offensive line. A sophomore again. We go seven and six. All right, guys, let's get to the 2018 season. All right, well, first off, we go seven and six, and we have the number 65th ranked offense in the country. So an average offense. 130 teams that are ranked usually. So 65 plus 65 is 130, right at, just right at halfway. So 2018, folks. The average age of the Texas offensive line was 3.4 years. So a junior and a half, almost a senior, right? <laughs> but they were over over uh, a junior's age. The right tackle, I'm sorry, the left tackle, four years. The left guard, four years. The center, three years. The right guard, four years. Right tackle, two years. You got some continuity there, right? You got older players that have been in the system, that have been cooking and seasoned for a while. 3.4 years is the average. Guess what our record was that year? We we're 10 and 4. 10 and 4. It's not a coincidence, folks. When you have a, a, a veteran offensive line, you're able to establish the offense that you want. And if you're able to establish the offense that you want, you can have favorable records. Texas went 10 and 4 that year. We beat Oklahoma that year and played in, in the Big 12 championship that year. It lost the Big 12 championship game. So the regular season was 9 and 3. Uh, lost the Big 12 championship game and then beat Georgia that same year in the Sugar Bowl. 2019, 2019, folks, the average offensive line was three years. Uh, we went eight and five that year. OK. Uh, and then 2020, Tom Herman's last year. 
Average offensive line was 3.2 years, okay? 3.2 years. So right at a junior, we went 7-3 and three that year, okay? 7-3, and three, offensive rank was 19th in the country, uh, 280.1 yards passing yards per game, uh, which ranked 27th in the country. And our run game had 195.3 yards, which ranked 39th in the country. Okay? So we went 7-3 and three that year. Uh, possibly should have went 8-3. and three. We had Kansas on the schedule. We would have beat Kansas. I can't say uh, I'm going to talk about Kansas uh, after 2016 season, 2021 season. But last year's team, 2021, the 2020 team, uh, that team had Sam Ellinger. They were cooking with hot grease. They would have beat Kansas that year and been 8-3. and three. Okay? So you're seeing what's happening. And then this past season, 2021, the average offensive line was 3.6 years. Now, 3.6 years, you would think you have a better record, and Texas was actually in all these games. Texas could have easily been, easily been 9-3 and three this year. Easily. We gave some games up. We went 5-7 and seven this year, and we had a very veteran senior offensive line, but with a brand-new coaching staff that had to try to break out some tendencies here just along this line. If you look at those last two games, like the offensive line played a lot better. They got some continuity. So you had guys that were on the offensive line that didn't play much. You had a Tope, you know, Imade, who who hardly played any. Um, Jacob Majors was coming into his own. Uh, you know, you know, so he played. He actually started the whole season. The the previous year he didn't. Uh, you know, they kind of they they, they kind of played around with him there. Junior Angelaus kind of been our our anchor there. And Christian Jones never played as well. Um and yeah, we had Derek Kerstetter at the left at the right tackle position. But we should have done a lot better as a team with that offensive line. And we didn't. We didn't. So 3.6 years, we went five and seven. But that's kind of the anomaly. Uh, that's kind of the exception. Because if you look at these guys, every year minus last year, where our, our offensive line uh averaged being being a junior or better. So 2012, average offensive line was Three years from the dot, we went nine and four. Average in 2013, four years from the dot, we went eight and five. Okay. In 2018, uh, average was 3.4 years, so about a junior and a half. Basically, we went 10 and four, went to the Big 12 championship, lost that game, beat Georgia that year. 2019, uh, three uh, was the average uh, age for the offensive lineman, meaning uh, they had been in the program at least three years each. And went eight and five, and then three point two for twenty twenty. We went seven and three. Like I say, the anomaly there was twenty twenty one. We went five and seven with a very senior offensive line, but a senior offensive line that a lot of these guys didn't play. You know, they didn't play a lot. Uh, now, how does that rank? Right when we're looking at the top teams here for the twenty twenty one season. So I went and looked at the top four teams here in the country: um, Alabama, Michigan. Georgia and Cincinnati. The top four teams are going to be playing for a championship here. And if you look at Alabama's uh, rankings when it comes to their offensive linemen, their left tackle is he has three years in the program, left guard, two years in the program, center, three years, right guard, four years, right tackle, six years in the program. Got that super senior year, right? 3.6 was the average offensive line age, meaning that these guys were basically, if you average all these guys as senior across the board, they went 12-1. and one. They had the sixth-ranked offense in the country, um, points per game, 42.5 points, fourth-ranked in the country, uh, passing yards per game, 347.9, 13th in the country for that, uh, and rushing yards, 147.1, which for Alabama is very odd. They ranked 81st in the country at Alabama. Now, Look at Michigan side of the house. Their average offensive line age was four. 
Okay, four, meaning that the average age these guys is a senior. They went 12 and one, 19th ranked offense in the country, 13th ranked points per game in the country, 67th ranked passing team in the country, which is right there, you know, in the middle. But the running game, they're strong. Number 10th ranked running game in the country. Next team on the list, guys, Georgia, their their average offensive line age, 3.2 years. So they're a junior across the board. They went 12 and one. 28th ranked offense in the country, 39.4 points per game, 7th in the country, 247.9 yards passing, 53rd in the country, and 194.8 yards rushing, 31 in the country. And then the last one, Cincy, the average offensive line age was 3.4, right? 3.4 years. They went 13-0, the number 46 ranked offense in the country, 8th ranked points per game, 39.2, uh, 50th ranked in passing, and 50th ranked in running. Uh, so their offense wasn't just amazing. They had a really good defense, you know, but uh, when you have an offensive line in place, you can do some things, and they did very, very good. So getting back to Texas, where did this offensive, you know, so where did this points per game in total offensive rank rank amongst the Big 12 for these years? Uh, in the years, let's say, for instance, let's just take a look at when Charlie came aboard in 2014. Uh, ninth and ninth, ninth in points per game ranked out of 10 teams, ninth in total offensive ranked out of 10 teams. That offensive line ranking was the lowest out of all of the years at 1.8 years. The, it, you know, in 2015, they were eighth ranked points per game, seventh ranked in the Big 12 in total offensive rank. That offensive line ranking, guys, was 2.2, second lowest out of all these years. If you go down to 2016, Charlie Strong's last year. Sixth ranked in points per game, fifth ranked in total offensive rank in the Big 12. And guess what? The offensive line rank was 2.4. 2.4. So now let's go to Herman in 2017. Uh, seven and seven. Seven in points per game rank and seven in total offensive rank. Uh, you know, in, you know, in the conference. And, and that offensive line rank was 2.4 as well. Now let's go into 2019. Um, actually, let's do 2018. Herman starts to get some of his – players in in place 2018 we go 10 and 4 uh offense was fifth and sixth they're right there you know just around the the middle of the big 12 2019 i think is where herman kind of took that jump when it, when it comes to the offensive rankings uh th a three for the average offensive line um ranking so a junior across the board these guys had a uh they were second in the Big 12 in points per game, second in the Big 12 in total offense. And in 2020, Tom Harmon's last year, they had a pretty veteran offensive line, 3.2 years, so a junior was the average. They went 7-3. and three. Most likely would have gone to 8-3 and three if, if, if they were to play that last game. Uh, but, you know, COVID shut that down. But they went second in the Big 12 in offense, second in the Big 12 in points per game as well. So that's what we want to talk about, guys. That's what we're talking about, patience. You got to have patience when it comes to the offensive line we can't expect uh for these guys to come in and basically start off the just, just off the rip maybe one or two of these guys two might be pushing it um one or two of these guys a guy like kelvin banks is 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 a he's a stud he's probably not probably he'll probably come on campus and be um the best tackle that or or the the best tackle prospect but also have the opportunity to be the best pure tackle on this team. So he might be forced to play early. 
Um, if Texas is able to pull a guy like Devin Campbell, maybe he plays early as well. Um, you know, you know, at a guard position. But you don't want to put those guys right next to each other. You don't want two freshmen next to each other. Uh, but it's going to be very interesting. So people are going to ask me, what teams have done this? What teams have started two freshman offensive linemen, and it's worked? Well, let's look down to the Houston area down there in College Station. They had two guys that that were freshmen, and it worked. They had Bryce uh, Foster, who started this year, if I'm not mistaken, at he was either center or guard. Uh, but then also you had Ruben uh, – it was it Ruben Fathery who started that tackle as well? Both those guys were true freshmen. They started this year. Now, if you take a look at that, yes, they started. But if you look at the offensive rankings for Texas A&M, uh, they had the number 72 ranked offense in the country when it came to yards. 72 ranked offense in the country. And the number 61st ranked offense in the country when it came to points per game. So, yes, you can do that. Your offense is going to suffer. Texas A&M, we all know their offense was not a world beater this year. But what they did have was a stellar defense. Their, Texas A&M's defense this year ranked number third in the country. Okay, number third overall in the country for points per game uh, behind Clemson and Georgia. And when it comes to total yardage, Texas A&M defense ranked number 17th in the country. So they had a stellar defense. Um, and so you can allow for that to happen. Texas did not have a stellar defense last year. And if they don't get things fixed up coming into the next season, they're not going to have a stellar defense next year as well. So you got to have patience, Texas fans. We got to have patience and understand that if we do end up playing one or two guys here, one is fine. If we play two guys here on the offensive line, uh, have some patience. The season might not go like you want it to go unless our defense takes leaps and bounds and, and great steps. Uh, but just a little analysis that I've put together. Like I said, there is a team that did it last year. Texas A&M did it. They started two freshmen on, on the offensive line, but their defense was amazing. It was, lock, it was lockdown, shutdown defense, number three ranked defense in the country when it comes to points per game. So when your offense only scores 29 points a game, you're going to win a lot if your defense is only allowing, what is it, 12 points? It was something like it, 12 points a game. Uh, yeah, uh, actually 15.9 points a game. So, yeah, if they're going to have a defense that that does that, limits teams to under 16 points a game, you're going to win some games. So you can take some bumps and bruises. Texas has to get their defense short up to do something like that if they are going to start these two, if, if they're going to start two freshmen. So all I'm saying, folks, is pump the brakes. Patience. P-A-T. I-E-N-C-E. I hope I spelled it right. I'm an engineer. I do numbers. I don't do words. I'm an engineer. I do numbers. You guys know I do stats. But in saying all that, guys, patience, man. Patience, grasshopper. Patience. Let's make this work. If we got to start one or two, understand it's going to be bumps and bruises. We'll take the lumps when they come. But just understand that this is getting these guys prepared for us to play big ball in the SEC in a couple of years. But on that note, guys, man, I hope you like the stats on this one. I uh, did a, just a ton of research on this. I was talking to the boys behind the uh, the scenes, Homer and and Ty from ATS Sports and Lando and Steven from FP, you know, and uh, Texas football and Texas Platinum. We all talk on group text. And, yeah, I was, was kind of going through these numbers with him as well. So, anyways, guys, that's it. Do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. Nuno's Corner. I'm out. Hook up.